Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and this is not one of the normal Geekscape episodes. This is a Geekscape special. A normal Geekscape episode would have me sitting down with someone from the worlds of movies, video games, comic books, TV, a storyteller, like an actor, or a writer, or director, or a musician, or any producer, anybody involved in the story-making process, and talking about why they tell these stories and what goes into them, and really pulling them apart. For a special, I'd like to sit down with my good friend Ian Kerner, who I started Geekscape with 12 years ago, and talk about uh, a specific tentpole geek movie, uh, whether that be a big Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, a Star Wars film, or maybe one of Warner Brothers and DC's offerings, as we're talking about today. We're talking about James Wan's Aquaman, a film that, uh, second I went to the theater, uh, Ian and said, Wow, that was weird. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say it was good. I just said it was a weird. <laughs> and, and that was my first reaction watching this movie, which at times I thought was bad, and at times I thought was great, and I oftentimes thought was really, really weird. Do I? Am I glad that this movie exists? Absolutely. Do I think that geeks should go see this movie? Absolutely. Do I think you should brace yourselves for a movie that does a lot of things? And some succeed while others don't? Absolutely. This is a tone-crazy movie that goes in a lot of different directions very quickly. And I don't know how to make a better Aquaman movie. This is the one we got. This is the one we're going to talk about. So, Ian, those were my initial thoughts. I'm glad I saw this movie. I had fun watching it. But, damn, what a crazy Jupiter ascending of a comic book movie. Yeah, I, I had a very similar reaction um, when the movie and, and the people with me felt the same way. It was a fun movie, right? Um, there's a lot about it that I want. I mean, I, I groaned many times in it. 
And yet overall, um, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. There, there were moments where I wanted to cheer, uh, things I found funny. I uh, think there were sequences that were really great, you know. Um, I'm not sure how I'd fix it. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, okay. So when thinking about how to dice this one up, because, again, like the tone shifts are insane, and I'm guessing one of your groaning sequences was the Little Mermaid sequence where <laughs> Mira is discovering the earth people for the first time and walking on land and eating roses. And I was like, uh-uh, nope, (laughs) nope, uh uh-uh, that's, no, that's just bad. (laughs) Well, well, you know, one of the problems is there, the Atlantean mythology, listen, it's problematic. It's always problematic, but it's like, what do they know? what, What don't they know? I mean, first of all, they speak English. Yes. You know, why would they speak English? Yeah, and so so let's start with the beginning because I thought the beginning was really beautiful, and I and it, beyond the fact that Nicole First Kidman, five you, movie, I was loving it. Before, besides the fact that Nicole Kidman doesn't age and is stunning and beautiful, um, I and I love this opening, and they did such a great economic version. And I love using that word economic when I talk about an opening because the opening should really just very efficiently set the groundwork for everything you're going to see in the rest of the movie. In this one does but the movie doesn't stick to it 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 has a fun tone to it it has a lot of action it has yeah. a lot of drama it has some pathos to it the it sets up a legend with her is fantastic it does some great action that's the movie you think you're going to get yeah. but over the course of the movie that you actually get you get some like invasive tones that you're like wait this is what was promised in those first amazing five minutes I didn't want a corny sequence or this sequence or this sequence. The first five minutes of the movie are really great. And yeah, um, and I was pumped. I was ready to go. Um, yes, there is a crazy amount of CGI in this movie. Pretty much every shot is CGI. It's yeah. in some element. It is, it, I mean, it is, it is a lot. But how else are you going to do Aquaman? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, look, let's start off by saying, you know, of course, I've, I've made all the jokes for a while there, you know, wet Thor, you know, back to Justice League, you know, I, I mean, I was always saying, actually, excuse me, back all the way um, to uh, Batman versus Superman, you know, this take, you know, they're trying to capture that Peter David Aquaman version which is my, one of my favorite things in comics ever. I love that run so much. He you know? loses his arm and goes bad. Goes yeah, tough. yeah, you know, but if yeah. he grows the hair out, has the beard, you know, that rough, don't mess with me, Aquaman. I do a decent job of that. I think I've all along this idea of Aquaman as this boozing, partying guy doesn't work for me. It's very yeah. bro-y. Which yeah. the, only, the only time that worked for me was when the, guy, the, the, the bikers come up to him in the bar you know, like, hey, are Love. you Aquaman? And then it turns out they just wanted a selfie with him. And he's, like, rolling his eyes at these guys. Yeah. And I like, like that sequence. What I Love didn't it. like that what I didn't like that I think is a derivative of that take on Aquaman is that in the first action sequence that we get with grown-up Aquaman, in which he saves a portion of a submarine with full of sailors, Russian sailors, there are three guitar slides when Aquaman does something, quote-unquote, 
cool. So Aquaman goes, he busts in, takes two guys out with the uh, busting into the hull of the ship and, and knocking the, the 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 door off, and then he looks at them and goes, "Permission to come aboard." And then you hear, like, what was the show that had the the sunglasses? And who was it? Was Dave, it was it was it a David Chase show? Who was it that? Um, who was the actor? And every time the show would start, he would have some stupid line, and then he'd turn to the camera and put on his sunglasses. Uh, and he had- it was um, it was um, the um, the uh, Dirty Harry one, um, take on Dirty Harry, the comedic one, um, with uh, the oh, it was a football player. Um, oh, were you thinking about Boz? No, 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 no. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was talking about the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was it was reminiscent of Dirty Harry. That was, and I'm uh, sitting there watching this like it was in that first submarine sequence where he's saving those Russian sailors, and yeah. you have the Black Manta origin stuff going on. Yeah, like that sequence has three instances where it, Aquaman does something quote unquote cool, and it yeah. goes. And you're like, what the fuck is this? The nineties? Yeah. Cut that crap well, out. We're laughing. That, at that, you. that that whole that whole sequence from the start just feels like just that typical old style superhero movie sequence. He comes to save the day, right? And that's actually my complaint about this movie. At the same time, it isn't really a complaint because there's aspects of it that I like, is that it just feels like an older style like marvel's kind of reinvented it and this is just going back to that you know like some of the things that worked in the old superman movies you know it's well there are big, parts of it that feel uh, like a tv movie what's there that part there were parts of this that felt like a tv movie like david goyer had written this movie for television in the 90s like the whole sequences where they have to find the original Atlantis, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna oh, put yeah. the bottle. I'm gonna put the bottle in the statue, or yeah. I'm gonna follow this." I was like, "This feels like a made-for-TV wait, movie." Wait, wait a second. Now, now you want to get me started on that? One of my biggest complaints is, "All right, explain this to me." Atlantis. Keep it, wait, wait, I don't think we did this. Keep it by, folks. We're gonna spoil the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of the movie. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie already, you're watching this or listening to this. That's just a bad idea. So anyway. Um, and we're recording uh, over Skype and again, Geekscape is we're recording over Skype. Ian and I are two states away trying to get you this episode, so our apologies. Yeah, so so Atlantis had a sink, I mean, certainly tens of thousands of years ago, if not hundreds of thousands of years ago, right? Atlantis Atlantis would have had to sink, I was guessing, before like, or like I would say at at the latest, Atlantis sank 3,000 years ago. Right no. around because what? where 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 do we have written history? Where do we have written history? Five thousand years, ten thousand years? Yeah. What's the beginning yeah. of written history? It had right. to have, it had to have sank before that, but they're also talking about Rome. Well, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about Rome. Romulus statue of Romulus is the way to find Atlantis. And I'm like, wait a minute. If, if they have a statue of Romulus, let's hope everything that was ever written about Atlantis was in that library that Nero burned <laughs> because otherwise yeah. like we would have talked about it. It just doesn't make any sense. 
And even when the, when the monster is like, oh, it's been a thousand years. I was like, wait, was that supposed to be a thousand years since Atlan? Because I, I was literally going, like, I, what, what? I don't understand. Yes, this movie, I was going to put Atlantis in the fall of Atlantis, the sequence that you see the fall of Atlantis, at the earliest, or the latest, 3,000 years ago. But even then, it doesn't make sense because there's history. I know, I know. There's a statue of... I know. And I mean, like, like, like it's full on Wakanda, you know, with, with the super science and all that. I'm like, what the fuck? Fine, they just say it. Okay, so that, that's the first thing, which drove me nuts. Um, in the comics, more or less, fine, that's what happens, it sinks. And they establish that the way and the reason why, because it's not instant evolution, it's... You know, give me, because they actually go to the pain and effort of explaining Atlantis. Fine, great. But was there a moment when like, the super science enabled them to suddenly become superhuman and be under the waves and be super strong and live underwater? You know, because in the comics, they just flat out say it was sorcery. You know, that they all changed. They became a different race, right? Yeah. And here they try and say, and it is, you're, I agree that the origin of Atlantis stuff is problematic. And here it's like, Oh, some of us sank all the way to the depths and we became like monsters. Some of us became crustaceans. Some of us became half fish people. But and some when? of us became humans. I was like, what? There's like five tribes. And, but, uh, and seven instant, seven instant tribes. Evolution. Yeah, they, they just mutated the second they touched water. <laughs> that, that really, really bothered me. So here's the thing one thing that the movie didn't surprise me that, that I did like you know, as a very active, you know, and current comic book reader is it drew a lot from very, very recent Aquaman comics, way more recent than I would have expected. And probably yeah. a lot of stuff that you're not familiar with. Getting into things like the idea of these different races and it actually being set up, I mean, they did different kingdoms versus, you know, different, you know, sections of Atlantis. Hey, Ian, um, real quick, I'm going to cut the video on myself just because it's it's uh, it's having a little bit of render problems. Apologies to the listeners. I'm doing this for you. Okay. Um, and if you want to do that as well, you can just mute your, your video just because it was doing a little bit of uh, – it was having a little bit of problems. Okay, go for it. So anyway um, – <laughs> You just rotated your, your video screen. You didn't turn it off. Okay. You just rotated your iPad. I was looking at your iPad quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Yeah, whatever. Okay. There. Great. Better? It is better. Thank you, sir. Great. So anyway, um, so, you know, they, they draw from a lot of recent comic books, the whole thing about, you know, aspects of the quest and where they end up, which is that sort of scarterous light, you know, other dimensional thing, you know, the trench and the creatures in the trench. It's all yes. from I am familiar with those. Yeah, but they're only about three years old. Right, you know? right. So the trench, very, was, very, the trench recent. Is very recent. Yeah, like, it's like, wait, when did they write this script? Like, my God, they had to have been writing as the comics were coming out. Oh, they wrote it this past summer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and John was involved, and he sort of set that stuff up. He didn't finish it, which, you know, I know Parker had finished writing those comics, but it was, you know, I guess, you know, the, the nods are there. So, so that surprised me, but in a good way. Um... So I, I like that stuff. Um, but, you know, I mean, one of my quibbles to find, you know, I think that they were taking a little bit of stuff, probably from the Atlantis Chronicle stuff of Peter David, but you know, not enough, you know. Um, 
when they get into the abilities, I mean, first of all, did they ever explain Mara's abilities and the fact that she's the only one that has them? Yeah, Mara is like a, a waterbender, um, and it's great. Um, is it, it's so weird. <laughs> this movie is so weird. I like the idea that because he's the true king, he had the ability, and they say that Atlan had it also, and he's from his line. So mm-hmm. I like that. Um, you know, it's, it's actually always been a little problematic for me and a little unclear. But I think in the comics, they sort of do like, yeah, they're all Atlanteans are strong like he is, as opposed to, you know, in Marvel with Namor, he's way stronger, you know, and it's really problematic for me that they're all that strong, you know, and I, don't, I, I, I have difficulty buying that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, 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 that's beyond it's sort of like they're as guardian, you know. It's like it, it, it's way beyond the. I mean, if we ever got into a fight with them, yes, there are. Yeah, no, they, they have a super space race, and the, the battle at the end of this movie just shows how completely insane their uh, militaristic capabilities are. Uh, and obviously, at the end of the movie, they have this kraken thing going on. So we're we're bouncing around to quite a bit, and I don't have a problem with that because this movie is effing weird. And again. I'm glad I went to see this movie, and I'm glad this movie yeah. exists. People were calling this a good DC movie, which... Well, it is. I mean, <sighs> it's... It, it, you know, the DC movies are problematic. I mean, here's the thing. Man of Steel is too dark, but not a bad movie. BVS is a mess that has some decent moments. You know? Suicide Squad started out decent. You can just throw it away. You just throw it away. Yeah, you know, and Wonder Woman is, you know, not a great end, but for the most part, a, a solid movie, right? Um, this movie's fun. He was much better than I expected. You know, you get past the bro stuff. Um, you know, I mean, listen, I definitely groaned, and people in front of me, when they stopped to take five minutes to make out in the middle of the battle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, seriously? Well, um, let's talk about some. Let's talk about Orm some was great. What's that? Orm was great for all the scenery chewing. Yeah. Um. So let's talk real quick about something that I, really early on in the movie I thought was interesting. We we have Arthur's origin, which I thought was again like those first five minutes where you have Arthur's origin. Yeah. And they did the stuff with, um, with you know his mother and father. I thought that was beautiful. I thought it was great. Um, that was a really tightly done sequence and James Wan did an amazing job with it. Um, when you have that first sub reveal and and the movie has a lot of work to do and, and I'm not going to say that the movie has two villains in it. Um, because I I love Patrick Wilson. Yeah. I love Patrick Wilson. I love this. He's clearly the villain of the movie. He has a sub villain that I think was more interesting. (laughs) Um, he, this black Manta, like, first off, casting Kevin Hart was fantastic. Having Montel Williams play as dad was even better. Um, <laughs> what's that? Funny. Oh, in that one scene where, like, they're talking, I'm like, I'm just picturing Kevin Hart and Montel Williams as, as like, Black Manta and Black Manta Sr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the thing is this. The actions of the movie created... Black Manta, and it, there, and so Black Manta's origins sequence is like he actually has some drive. 
you've got a main character in Arthur Curry where he's kind of like, that ain't me. I'm not going to do this. I don't believe that. I, I'm, I'm really not a, the guy you're looking for. I'm not a king. I'm not a hero. He really has a lot of like apprehension about being the hero. Meanwhile, the Black Manta character is like, I'm going to kill the motherfucker. He killed my dad. And he's got so much drive that every time he's on the screen, you're really rooting for him. Yeah. And, and, and he's got a very interesting story. Even in the post credit sequence, you're like, hell yes. Hell yes. I'm rooting for Black Manta. I want yeah. Black Manta to kick some ass. And then when Black Manta finally adopts the uh, the Atlantean technology into his mask and just starts blowing shit up in Sicily, I'm it's like, awesome. this is fucking awesome. I am so down with Black Manta. And, you know, and uh, and I, I really like the, okay, you know, the comics, he just has this blasting thing. No, why does he have this technology that's actually going to hurt him? Because he gets it from them. I like that. I like Yes, the, that made a lot of sense. That, that was, was the whole point in the heist. You know, we you know with the submarine and that all tied together really well. And so that was really well done. Yeah, and on a macro level, the script is really good. That's yeah. why when I think about how you do an Aquaman movie better, on a macro level, this script is actually pretty good. Yeah, well, well let me ask you this, because maybe I'm not remembering this right, because I only saw Justice League the one time in the theater. But so it seemed to me like I was sitting there and I literally looked at my friends like, did I miss a reel? Because Mary shows up and I thought like, in Justice League, well, he already knew her, you know, and it seemed like he already knew you know, from Atlantis and everything else. Obviously, you know, he, he learned from Volko, but didn't it seem like he'd been there. Like, yeah, okay, know. let's talk about that because I thought that was a deleted scene from that I'd seen online, and I'd forgotten that that was an actual scene in the Justice League movie. In the Justice League yeah. movie, there is a sequence where Arthur is not going to go help out Bruce and his plan. But Mira kind of talks him into it, I think, right. and she she creates an air bubble in right. this underground chamber. There may or may not be a little bit of an action sequence, but there is definitely an Aquaman Mira scene. Yeah, uh, watching this movie, Aquaman, a part of me was like, "Wait, was that scene in actual Justice League, or was it in a deleted yeah. scene?" Because no, it's, it's this, because his familiarity with him in Aquaman, and and, and then she says, "You defeated." Wolf, uh, what's that? Steppenwolf. Yeah, she said you defeated Steppenwolf, and I was like, wait, this movie takes place after Justice League? Exactly. This is insane. So then I'm waiting for, and you keep getting the flashbacks, I'm like, well, what led up to that other thing? I'm like, and I don't see it. And I'm like, am I crazy? Did I miss some connective tissue here? Because it seems like, I mean, look, they could have not shown us every flashback, but I felt like that was missing. Yeah. I mean, we know they dealt with Volko. They flat out tell us he's never been to Atlantis before. And that seemed to me like that was just off. Mm -hmm. You know, that bugged me. Okay, so, you know, I do like, I mean, they did it out of order, but I did like the, the child scenes. I Listen, I'm sorry. It may have been cheesy, but I really enjoyed the aquarium scene. Yeah, no, no, I have no problem with the origin. That origin I love how they did his, the fish thing, like right out of the comics. And, mm -hmm. and the old Super Friends cartoon. Yeah. You know, he, I love he, that. he even gets to ride a, a seahorse monster. Um, I'm a little confused at what point his skin got really thick and hard to pierce. And um, because, you know, he has all his tattoos. Yeah, that's puberty. You know, but by the way, does it make that's sense? That's a rash. That those aren't tattoos. Those are rash. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand how somebody who can't be pierced by bullets can get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 
Does it make sense that he wouldn't have the abilities to puberty? Because otherwise, like, if he'd been born in the water, wouldn't he have just been crushed instantly? I don't know. <laughs> so, like, he has all the abilities the other Atlanteans have, but he doesn't get them the later, as if he's a mutant. But, well, he wouldn't have survived in the sea then. Yeah, there's almost something, there's almost an argument to be made that Willem Dafoe helped him unlock some of those things. But at the end of the day, they're still physical abilities. Yeah, so I don't know. Exactly. I'm going to go with the X-Men excuse of puberty. Right, but then he wouldn't have survived in the water, right? Yeah. Well, he was going through puberty when he started getting trained by Willem Dafoe. Right, right, right. I'm guessing. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) These were problems for me. Would you Um, say that some of the rules in this movie were... um, Wishy-washy? Yeah, all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> um, I, as I mentioned earlier, language, I, I guess, not relevant. Doesn't yeah, and, and, and you realize it's not relevant when his mother starts talking to his father right off the bat. Right. Within a minute of the movie starting, they're talking and communicating with each other. Thank God she didn't wash up on anywhere but Britain, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, or the U.S. or Canada. Do a Tamaranian skin touch, you know, contact absorb language. I don't know something, you know, right. or or Atlanteans have studied every earth, you know Earth language, especially the royal, so they know. But you know, but and you, you know what I mean, like something. But no, yeah. nothing like that. Um, what about the whole oh, highborn Atlanteans are you know hybrids and can breathe air but the others can't yeah i think that was a really convenient way that that was a really convenient way to have patrick wilson being able to fight above ground above the water in the end of sequence but also have a great way for mira to dispatch people creatively and put a toilet joke in the movie right and of course yeah bottom line that mira can't i'm sorry but you know atlanta you know i mean it can't only be author because it doesn't even work for atlanta if they ever even had him right right so, yeah, it's problematic. Um, that being said, there there is a lot of stuff that's problematic about this movie. Again, I couldn't even convince myself this movie was good at most times, but I, 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 I enjoyed you. watching it. Um, well, here's, a, here's a positive for you. I thought Patrick Wilson was a lot of fun. with the, yeah. I thought he was great chewing some scenery up as the villain. And you know what? Dolph fucking Lundgren. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let me, let me say this one. And not a cameo by Dolph Lundgren. A lot of screen time by yeah, Dolph yeah, yeah. No, no, but I, I have to go back to, to a quibble, and, and it's particularly noticeable with Patrick Wilson in, in, in the gladiatorial fight scene. Um, they're underwater, but they're walking around like on the ledge and stuff, right? Like, didn't it seem a little weird? Like, they're just walking? <laughs> We're getting knocked off that ledge. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, in the ships, they're floating. They're like right. drifting around in their on their own ships when you would expect them on like the bridge of their attack ship to be walking around because you saw them walk into gladiatorial combat. Yeah, they're it, drifting. Look, they're drifting. And by the way, look, filmmaking wise, I mean, they did a lot of swimming. I get that it's hard. I just have to call it out. It just seemed a bit inconsistent with swimming. The walking back and forth was a little bit, you know. And listen, you know, I get it, but it, it took me out at times. You know, when, when they make the point about, you know, and that was the whole point. The movie turned on, take him out of his element, right? Yeah. And they beat him and take him out of his element. And yet, I don't know, he seemed fine, you know? 
Um, I thought it was really funny when they did the gladiatorial thing with the little with the stats. You know what what's against him, and you know, and he's a drunk. You know, like it was very very self aware. Yeah. Although I don't know why everyone in Atlantis would know all that stuff about him. So I guess we're supposed to accept that, you know, it just suddenly became very Vegasy, and everyone knows, and, like, it's been this promoted fight, you know? But, again, yeah. it was fun. It was silly, but it was fun, right? Um, yeah, no, every time that this movie was silly, for the most part, every time this movie did something that was silly or outrageous, like the gladiatorial combat scene, you also had fun with it. And yeah. we're like, okay, well, we kind of get the rules. The floor is lava. Don't mm-hmm. touch the lava. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I guess they they end when you break the other person's trident. Okay, got it. Got it. Um, one yeah. sequence. By the way, the and then question. Mira saves him from that. Mira, Mira just comes in and shuts everything off with her power of water bending whenever she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, it totally becomes the whole Grail Quest thing, and it's Arthur and all of that, right? Having said that. When he gets the, you know, the, the armor, the classic costume, I wanted to oh, cheer. The yellow and green? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to cheer. I do have to say, and I don't know about you, um, and I get they're really pushing the whole Jason Momoa, big, strong, strapping, good-looking guy. But on the umpteenth vanity shot where he's walking and he turns back and he kind of smirks at the camera... And I'm literally like, I, I, I had a groan. I was like, you know, it was right before then, you know, when he's going in there. I'm like, oh, this is like the, the Brad Pitt Legends of the Fall coming over the hill, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, was, did, did, did that not finally just take you out of the movie? Uh, you, wait, I'm trying to think of the sequence. You're talking about the sequence where he has just received the trident in the green and gold? No, he, he's, yeah, he's he like going. the waterfall? Yeah, and he turns back. And he smiles, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's just, it's just, it's just, just, just really big giant. I'll tell you what took me out of the movie on this sequence was his mother's covered in fish guts, skin, and bone, and she's been like that for twenty years. She must reek. I was like, yo, how do you look this good, covered in absolute skin? In gross as like she's got this Hannibal Lecter of fish thing going on all over her body. She's pretty yeah. much like Silence of the Lambs, like dressing. You know, she's she's in like this Silence of the Lambs fish version, dressed up. And I'm like, you're wearing a scarecrow human skin suit looking thing. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, I survived the trench and found myself in this ocean paradise. The time that the, the land, that time forgot, she's underneath it. And I was like, well, that's cool. Um, all right. And you can't go back to the vent without the trident. All right. I'm getting yeah. some of this. I got to tell you, the, the fact that they hid that Kraken from us until the very end, I'm so down with. I like the fact that's that, awesome. that he, I love the fact that he's fighting what appeared to be psychic tentacles and they're just smacking him around. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. That yeah, being they, said, he's, he's standing there for a long time rather than just, the thing doesn't show up until like 30 seconds into the sequence. And we've seen how fast Arthur can go in the water. Why don't he just jet over and grab the damn trident? It was clearly the trident. He's yeah. standing off the thing for 30 seconds waiting for a giant monster to show up behind him and keep him from it. And when yeah. the giant yeah. monster shows up, 
he still sits there for 30 seconds listening to it. Yeah, but they, they do say that, you know, the whole notion of booby trap, they say that Atlan wouldn't give it to him kind of thing. Sure. So that didn't bother me quite as much. Um, I do love, love the look of it when he comes riding in on it. It's awesome. You know? Yeah, because of that end battle on this giant Kraken monster. Yeah. Um, which is, which I think was the same monster that Han Solo and Solo flew the, the Millennium Falcon around. <laughs> when he was trying to escape from the yeah. spice mines, <laughs> right? Wasn't that the same monster? Eh, reminiscent. Um, this giant tentacle monster in the middle of a vortex. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, at, at that point in the movie, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, another thing I had some difficulty with was the, the politics didn't really make sense. Mara's already engaged to him and part of his court. Yet, you know, it seems like the issues between him and, and her father, like that, that that should have gotten past, you know, were not resolved. Right. You know, like that was, seemed a little weird for me. Um, Mira, Mira and um, and Willem Dafoe were acting as like as like, you know, secret spies behind his back. Well, no, no. Because here's the thing. Volko's straight up his, his advisor. Right. Right. And, uh, and Mera is his betrothed, which would have come out of, you know, seemingly an alliance, since she's the daughter of King Narius. Right. So it, it sort of seems like, I don't know, like maybe that would have been part of their, you know, they wanted to establish that relationship already existed, you know, and she, she says it's not love, it was, you know, duty and all that stuff. So I don't know. The politics between the different kingdoms just seemed a little weird. I do like that they came up with a reason for the whole notion of calling him Ocean Master. You know? I did love that. And I like, you know, and, and the one thing that I really enjoyed was that last fight and going back to Black Manta. Yeah. You have Arthur in his golden green, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. You have Black Manta looking like Black Manta, and Ocean Master looks like Ocean Master. Yeah, the colors were, were different, but still, it looks like Ocean Master. I thought that was really cool. Hell, yes, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, you know, for me, like, the decision, the, you know, the, it's post-Flashpoint to make Ocean Master, you know, to make that, that aspect of the origin that he actually grew up in Atlantis and all that, you know? Um, yes. I was hoping, you know, I mean, just show me, a, 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 you know, a dark-haired kid with purple eyes running around, you know, a boy, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted Garth, <laughs> a lad, and ultimately Tempest. You know? Well, well, hey, hey, man, you've already convinced people that we made an Aquaman movie. Let's not push it, all right, pal? Like, they, we, got, we, 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 probably got the, we probably got the best Aquaman movie like possible and right. it's still and it still had a little bit of problem it still had plenty of problems getting across the finish line so we're probably getting a sequel the other thing was you know since they did this version you know in post flashpoint they made tula who's ultimately aqua girl they made her sister you know and it's very much part of orm's court so but i get that it would have been more complicated for the sake of the story and having orm a little more isolated you know, to not do Tula, you know? Yeah, and all I'm saying is the the version of the Aquaman movie that we finally got had still had so many problems. Yeah. Let's not push it. I will say right, visually Merc was What's not that? Merc. Merc yeah. was, was the you know the, the, the guard that you know stabs and all that, you know, and mm -hmm. just casting wise, like just visually so different. But it's Who fine. was the actor? It looked like a Peter Fetch and Ellie or something like that. 
It wasn't, but it did look like him. You know, that, um, that. Peter Petronelli is handsome, though. It was not Peter yeah. Petronelli. <laughs> um, there there yeah, was a lot they, of makeup. They him up with the scar on the face, yeah. which was Merck. You know, like yeah. in the country, is that scar. So um, One thing I was going to say uh, that I thought was also very positive was the way that they resolved the Orm and Arthur sequence, where Orm, you know, clearly Atlantis had backed Arthur. Arthur had defeated him in combat. I would have liked a little bit more. When you have three giant spinning blades in the sequence, yeah. I would really love for that to be utilized a little bit more um, because it's such, a, it's such a huge set piece and it has such danger to it that I would like. I was like, okay, well, there's a sequence where Orm is pushed towards the blades and it starts to clip a part of his helmet. It would have been a great way to remove his helmet because we know that superhero movies love having a maskless, you know, character at the end of the sequences. Whenever they're fighting the final fight, they like to have them without their without anything on their faces. Um, to have Arthur do something with the blades would have been great too. Um, but at the end of the day, when Arthur defeats Orm, and it's clear that Atlantis has accepted him as the new king, and Orm has nothing to do but face some kind of penalty, the whole let's talk when you're ready part, I thought was great. I was like, Arthur, yeah. Arthur's accepting this guy as his family. He is accepting that these are politics he doesn't understand. And he understands that Orm, there is good in him. And well, the fact well, that it wasn't just black and white, but it's whenever you're ready, let's talk. I thought it was a really great touch. Well, I really like this idea that these two brothers who never knew each other both resented the other one and for pretty much the same reason, right? But they blamed, you know, the other, right? Sure, you killed my mother. Turned yeah. out not to be true. Or it's her fault, you know? Right. Um, I, I had a moment. There was no doubt in my mind that she was going back you know, to his father. It was just yeah, I so thought it was great. Going out there. And yet there was this one moment where I was like, oh, don't let Orm go totally evil and kill her, you know? Right. right. I think that that would have been irredeemable. And I think it would have really yes. broken. Yeah. It would have broken the, it would have broken the future of having some cool stuff happen in that franchise. Absolutely. Um, I did find it just a little weird, like Orm, you just cut, on me, he's just gone away. And I honestly was like, I was like, what exactly is he being charged with? Well, let's be clear. He definitely killed the king of the Fisher Kingdom. He, did, he definitely killed him. Right? What's that? But no one's saying that's a crime. I mean, if anything, what that was was right. he's he the king killed. of one and you know, it was war. I mean, right, but I Atlantis, Atlantis has Atlantis has a a peace within itself and he killed one of the other kings. Yeah, but it's not clear that he's being arrested for that. You know what I mean? Like it's Right. No, I, I get you. Had had it been had it been fishermen going to like bringing him back, the, the, if the fishermen had, the, specifically had been like pulling him back into the water, I would be, I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, right. Yeah. Like, Arthur face beats him. Arms. Arthur beats him, and although it, I didn't, didn't seem like a formal declaration, like like the other one had been, I think the idea is that okay, it's just like that. He's beaten him, and by the way, he's the older brother and has the claim, and now he has his mother behind him. You know. So all that works, but I don't know why he's getting arrested exactly, right? Um, by the way, someone actually said to me, well, wait, if she's alive, shouldn't she be queen and supersede all of that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, unless it's, you know, a patriarchal society and women can't rule, that's not clear, right? Well, it would explain why she ran away at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it, 
by the way, it's also unclear like where the royalty is passing down from because because she's already royal, but you know she's marrying um, a king. See, in the comics, you know she was actually the royalty, and an arms father wasn't royal, but he attained royalty by marrying her. He was like a captain of the guard. So all the royalty and those connections were just all a little unclear, right? You know, yeah. among the things that are convoluted. Just saying, you know. So these are a couple of little things that were just a little bit unclear. Um, I did find as I'm sitting there and all these things are happening and I'm like, I, I kind of get that they don't want to, you know, um, muck it up with the other franchise stuff. But like, where the fuck is Superman? <laughs> you know, that, well, that's the problem with DC movies, period. At this point is when anything bad happens, where the fuck is Superman? And you know what? If you're going to talk about like. The Roman, the Romans and Greeks that existed being concurrent civilizations with the Atlanteans. Um, okay, where are your Amazons? Right. Where's, where's the Macera represented in those statues there at the end, <laughs> or in Sicily? Where, where's the Macera? I, I so. mean, it, it just listen. I don't it always. There's a way to do a story in the same way in the comics where you every superhero doesn't show up, but the things happening in Aquaman are too global down to you know, the news organizations and all these things happening, there should be some reference, you know, Superman commented this or something. There should be some throwaway thing to acknowledge that he exists. If, if we hadn't already had a Justice League movie, I, would, I might forgive it a little bit, but having already had a Justice League movie, it's weird, right? Yes. Yes, as a pre-Justice League movie, this one would have worked a little bit better. Um, as is... Um, we need that third Man of Steel movie to explain where where Kal El was during this sequence because yeah, a, like the it's entire so planet is being threatened by Atlantis. Yeah, again, if this had happened before Justice League and he was dead at the time, well, that would have worked. Right. Right. No, it's, it's um, it's a bit and of a problematic way, movie. By the way, honestly. Is there any reason, any reason at all to have not said it before it? No, especially since your opening is already being set in the late 80s, early 90s with Arthur's origin. Like you're already you're already putting, you know, titles at the beginning of the movie to, to put these things ahead of modern day. Do you really have to advance it to the present? No, you could I, have you could have advanced this to a handful of years ago and it would have been clean. I think that in BVS, it's such a secret thing. The Aquaman's a secret thing, you know, and then you get to Justice League. And I think that, you know, what they established with Dr. Shin and where they're setting up the sequel is that now everyone knows Atlanteans are real and all of that. And I think that's the reason why they had to set it after Justice League mm. is coming off of a BVS. That's not the sense of it. It's still these mysteries. So I think that's the answer for that. Right. But. You know, it just creates a couple other issues. I will say, again, the Dr. Shin stuff is right out of the comics. And that setup is interesting, you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, you know, with Manta. So that, that's kind of cool. And that's just it. I mean, someone said to me, oh, they didn't think Manta was necessary. And I was like, not only was Manta great. And right, and that's an interesting thing for me. Like, Yeah, I had so much fun with all the Manta Arthur. stuff. All the Manta stuff was so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. And, and again, as you put it, you know, it, 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 he's a sub-villain. You know, the fact that not they a pun. That, that is not a pun. Yeah. No, it's it, it, it's good because it's part of Orm's plan that he did that. But now he has a personal reason that works really well for me. And by the way, and I actually liked that, you know, they actually had Arthur say it like, yeah, I did him wrong. Like 
I did this. And I wasn't that. It wasn't heroic. It actually, you know, one of the best things about the movie is Arthur has an arc in it. And it's actually a good arc. You buy it. You know, he's the kind of whatever and, you know, not interested and just being half-assed, you know. And then he learns in it and he grows in it. Yeah, and he has remorse for yeah. what he's done, and yeah. um, and I agree with you. He the, the, he goes from and it, and it is a, it's from the trailer, but it's a great line. Is that what's greater than a king, a hero? And he finally accepts one, and arguably the other. Um, the point I was going to put in it here was there is a lot of remnants of, a, of an integration with the bigger DC cinematic universe. Now it seems like the DC Cinematic Universe is starting to stratify into its own things with things like the Joker movie uh, coming out. And, you know, we do have a future Wonder Woman movie, but it is set set in the 80s and and everything else is kind of in question. Um, What would the future be for uh, a, a movie like this? Because... It did make gangbusters worldwide. It is doing oh, well, and we and we are getting a Suicide Squad movie I mean, sequel, way, or at least a or at least a uh, Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, can, can I just say that? And could you have ever imagined a day where this movie two weeks in is already bigger than Justice League's entire run? Aquaman is bigger than Justice League's yeah. entire run two weeks in. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. You after know, BVS, I can believe it. I know, but still, I mean, and you have to give James Wan a lot of credit. I do want to say some of the imagery stuff and talking about little little comments I had to make. Like, when they're first getting into Atlantis, it was like this cross between, um, you know, the the Phantom Menace, you know, uh, Naboo, Underwear Naboo stuff, and Tron. Yes. Right? And I was literally like, I was looking for Gungans, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that final battle? Yeah, absolutely. Final, and even just when they were first going into the city, you know, with all the lights and everything else, they just looked so Gungan. Right, right, right. You know? but That's but pretty funny. It worked for me. But, you know, I was definitely, definitely thinking that and feeling that. That's really funny. Well, is there anything that you want to um, add to it? I thought Amber Heard might have been a bit miscast as Mira, or that character was just awkward. Uh, she was not given the best material because because yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that hard. one that 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 did not feel like it was in sync with everything else in the film. Like she, like that that was like wait what that line felt clunky. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as I said, I mean, all along, like it, it just it felt you know, and I do like that they gave her a lot to do and they made her a very strong character. And sure. That's in- very much in keeping with where they are in the comics these days, where Mara on her own, she's a member of the Justice League, takes his place. You know, she's fully queen, all those things. She's a really strong character. Hell yeah, she's got waterbending powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, even just the personality, maybe not the best casting. She looked great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the, the, it's true that, that that is where a lot of the issues lie. You know, but... Um, I mean, listen, overall, it's a fun movie. Where the DC stuff is going, I mean, who knows? You know? Um, we and, really have no idea, do we? Yeah, we don't. I mean, are, are they going to make the Flash movie? Are they going to do Flashpoint? You know, that's the thing. For me, do Flashpoint and, and, you know, pump up the Aquaman Wonder Woman at war of that? 
I mean, how awesome would that be? Right. And that's a great, fun, pseudo-Justice League movie, right? And you can clean it up and come back to whatever universe you want. Yeah, but but and, and the thing is, and that's a big movie. Yeah, it's Flash, but it isn't. It's Flashpoint. Right. You know? So, and by the way, and you buy this for that version of Flash growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you, you, you do do Thomas Wayne, you know, Batman, you know, but you do you do Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I mean, honestly, it, it, it's perfect for them because they don't need Henry Cavill for that story because Superman's not right, right? You know, he's all scrawny, you know, in yeah. that story. You know, you don't need Ben Affleck. Yeah, you don't. You know? I think both of them, you'd like them in a framing sequence, but you don't have to have them, you know? No, not if you have a whole Thomas so, Wayne sequence and things like that, yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah, it's 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 tailor made and it would be amazing. Yeah, it's done the right way. Well, I'm in I'm in agreement. I think that Flashpoint is the direction to go if you're going to clean up a lot of the stuff that seems broken but, in your universe at the point. Um, any you, last? I, I, I heard talk about that before, but after this movie, I feel that much more strongly about Flashpoint. Yeah, because. Having seen both how much they've realized of this movie, but also how well it's done, Flashpoint makes that much more sense. I agree. I agree. Um, there's stuff that can be thrown out and stuff that you can keep, but that seems to be the cleanest way to carve the turkey and, and get yeah. the fat out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. well, Ian, thank you for sitting through this movie. <laughs> yeah, <it> was- <laughs> yeah, I think it was fun, too. Good or bad, we don't know what it was, but we know it was a fun movie and arguably the best version of an Aquaman movie we're going to get. Um, I mean, that. Yeah. Uh, Geekscapists, thank you for listening to Ian and I break down Aquaman. There's more Geekscape coming in 2019. If you can, go back, and if you enjoyed Spider-Verse, go back and listen to Ian and I talk about Spider-Man Spider-Verse up on the feed right now. Tell your friends to subscribe to Geekscape. we got more deep cuts coming as we go through Miss Marvel's cut. Captain Marvel's coming up. We got some more. We got Avengers Endgame. We got a ton of stuff coming up as we roll to Comic-Con. And I'm sure there's even more than that that we aren't even uh, mentioning. But um, Geekscape, we love you. We put these podcasts up for free for you. Pass them around. Get them on Spotify. Tell your friends. Leave us a review wherever you get them. And um, we are really excited about the things that are going on in 2019. Uh, If you enjoy Ian's reviews, hey, come find him at Comic-Con. (laughs) <laughs> and I had talked to him because the guy has a lot to say and uh, and I love his opinion um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter uh, on Facebook we have a Facebook uh, group called Geekscape Forever and Ian's in there from time to time giving his opinion and sharing his opinion so definitely jump in on the Facebook as well anything else Ian that you'd like to add? no, um, just keep on doing it thanks guys uh, here's to 2019 Here. Here's to more fun DC movies, and we love you, Geekscapists. Over and out, Geekscape forever. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.